millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi. Welcome to Black Ticulate, a podcast series featuring UK young black professionals where we find out how they do what they do so you can too. Or not. After all, it is your life. <laughs> like I always say, you could be anywhere in the world, listen to anything and you decided to listen to this. We can't stress how humbling that is, how important that is. And it's really why we continue doing what we do so thank you for your time now for those of you who've just stumbled upon this podcast it is a podcast series featuring uk young black professionals where we find out how they do what they do so you can too now before i introduce today's guest i've got a really exciting announcement we'll be hosting a panel discussion at this year's shout out festival if you haven't already heard about it what the shout out festival is it's pretty much the first ever people of color podcast festival where you get to explore and find out other podcasters within our community so where is this and how do you guys get involved well it's in bedford way russell square and it's going to be on the 5th of august so there's a lot more information if you visit the shout out live festival website and then if you were to go on their website go to buy tickets put in the discount code Blacticulate 5 and I believe you get there might be £5 off every little helps as they say in Tesco so guys really really would love for you to get down there and just you know show us some love but also the fact that the panel discussion will be about how to produce a commercially successful podcast the in and outs we're talking about the type of content we're talking about the type of equipment needed we're talking about how does one go about promoting and marketing and what success really looks like from a podcast perspective. Honestly, if you're an aspiring podcaster, it's just going to be a lit event. It's just going to be an event where rub shoulders with like minds. Now, let's get into today's guest. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'm smiling because she's, she's a legend. So, yeah, today's guest is Nadu Plakar, and she's a founder of an events management company called MP Presents. Now, guys, first and foremost, Nadu swears like a trooper, so please be warned. But honestly, she's nothing short of amazing. You know, all our guests are amazing, and that's why we have them. And she's been an events planner, like, since the jump, really. I mean, from the age of 18, doing events at Royal Albert Hall, O2 Arena, Somerset House. So I'm just throwing out a few things just to let you know that she's about that life. 
listening to her will be worthwhile, especially if you are looking to go into events planning. And last thing I want to mention before the episode plays is, guys, the room was unbelievably echoey. So please do forgive us regarding that. Um, we weren't even sure whether to publish this, but the truth of the matter is the content is really useful, really useful, especially if you're trying to get into events planning. Now, without further ado, I bring to you Ledu. Mademoiselle, how am I saying your surname? Miss Placker? Yes, Placker. Placker, where's mm. that from? Oh, that's a story within itself. Okay. Do you really want to know? Yeah, for sure. It's actually quite funny. So, for 30 years, 31 years, I actually thought I was Ghanaian. Okay. <laughs> Unbeknownst to me, I'm actually not. Okay. So, the family bloodline is Togolese. Ah, okay, well, neighbours. Niger. Yeah, well, Togo, Benin, but yeah, oh, in between. Okay. Well, yeah, absolutely. And so, um, basically, the family, way back when, before we were colonised, um, we're part of the Lawson family, which is a royal family. Okay. Um, apparently, when the British came over, they actually took two very famous and intellectual twins. They took one of them, um, educated him in the UK, right. brought him back, and he basically took over the village, like, okay, I'm now the most educated, I'm taking over. Anyway, so we're part of the Lawson Act Plackers. But one of my great-great-grandfather was like, ah! I don't like this because Akpaka <laughs> actually meant the fat Lawsons. Oh, okay. So he was like, now fuck that. Yeah, yeah. You can't talk to me like that. So he went 15 kilometers down the road, started his own village okay. and changed the surname to Plaka. I like it. So it's actually a made up surname, but we but, you know, yeah. derive from the Lawsons. And then, yes, yeah, the other village and then, yeah, so on and so on. So, but my dad was born in Ghana. So he was obviously had um, nationality, Ghanaian nationality. Yeah. And therefore I am... Ghanaian by nationality, but Togolese by blood. Look at that, Grandad. No, but literally, it was the conversation that was <laughs> like dead. Your is the ledge. He's like, forget that. No, literally. <laughs> but I was in the Ghanaian passport office, and like the guy's interviewing me, and I'm like, oh, yes, he's like, oh, where are you from? I'm like, oh, my dad's like, oh, no, you're not Ghanaian. I'm like, yeah, I am. The guy's like, mm, that surname is not Ghanaian. I'm like, yes, it is. I'm texting my dad, like, dad, why is this man telling me I'm not Ghanaian? And he was like, well, actually, I was like, oh. what do you mean? And it all came out on text. And so I was like, he was like, oh yeah, and you actually had a great um, grandmother called, or a great grandfather or something called something something Ebenezer. I was like, dad, my ex-boyfriend's name was Ebenezer. Are you telling me you could have been related? He was like, yeah, probably so. I'm like, you're so casual about this. Like, so I literally posted, there were four, four of those um, screenshots on Instagram and like the amount of phone calls and texts I was getting, people were dying. That is hilarious. <laughs> that is insane. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, that is wow, probably one of the best intros I could possibly have from a guest. Um, let me start this show. So guys, welcome to another episode of Black Ticulate. But for those of you who don't actually know what Black Ticulate is, we feature... UK young black professionals, where we try and find out what they do, specifically how they do it, so you can too. And the voice we had in front of us is Nadu, Nadu Placker. <laughs> not not, not, not Placker. <laughs> <laughs> so Nadu, I'm going to throw it to you, man. Tell the listeners who you are, and then we'll just roll from there. I am simply an aspiring adult. <laughs> Who is currently unemployed and homeless. You are silly. You that's, are so silly. That's honestly how I look at my life because, <laughs> <laughs> no, in all seriousness, because I don't even feel like an adult. Like some of the things I do, I'm like, oh, I remember my mum used to do this when I was younger. Like, okay, 
you know, traveling the world, like, I was abroad for three months at a time. Who does that? Like, I'm an adult. I don't feel like a fucking adult. My bills are like an adult. adult. Um, <laughs> but, and, yeah, <laughs> and I feel like I'm unemployed because I'm always traveling. Like, when okay. I came back the other day, with like, how long are you here for? I'm like, I don't know, a week? All right, cool. But you travel for work. It's not like you travel work, for pleasure, pleasure. trying to, you know. Oh, equally so. But yes, so who am I? I'm, I do event management. <laughs> I guess. That was so painful for you to say. <laughs> I know, because just literally she starts to show, Oh, okay, fine, I've got to be serious. Yeah, because I, I know you want me to like give the actual line, like, what's your job title or whatever. Yes. I don't know, like I don't I don't I don't I can honestly say I don't think I've done like what's put money in my account in the last year hasn't been solely events. Okay. There's so many things off the back of which right. have just come from the experience that you know, doing events over years. Gotcha. But we can kind of delve into different things and like. So that's one. Yeah, that's one entrepreneurial sort of spirit, whereby so whatever. I'm yeah. I'm homeless. Well, you're not unemployed. <laughs> you're hopeless because I think uh, you've got renting a brand new car as of late the last week, right? No. Okay, two weeks ago. Well, this month, whatever. What are you talking about? You know, a new car? BMW? That's not new. Is it not? No. How old is it? Two years old. <laughs> 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 okay, yeah, whatever, Pinocchio. All right, Nadu, let's, uh, so events management. Yes. Right, okay, let's actually bring you back in because, you know, as you guys probably know, I always prep my guests, well, I kind of prep them with some few questions that I will be asking just to help out if needed. And you said to me, when you, want, when you were growing up, you wanted to be a lawyer. Uh, <laughs> a long time ago. Okay, let's start with growing up. Do you have siblings, brothers, sisters? No, I'm an only child. I grew up... Funny that. Oh, piss off. <laughs> um, I don't know what people mean when they say that. So I'm an only child. I grew up... Um, my parents were married up until, I think, the age of nine. Right. And then I got two of everything, which was great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Where did you grow up? Catford. Okay. Southeast. Yeah. It wasn't, right. like, as gully as it is now. Right. Okay. Yeah. What do you mean gully? That I think Catford's a bit of a... I don't know. Oh, like, you go through certain areas, like, oh, I don't know. I just don't like Catford. Okay. Isn't it getting gentrified? Fritz, I love Fritz. It's getting gentrified, right? Oh, like, everywhere we go. Yeah, yeah. okay. from, from when you've got a Costa, tick, gentrification. Say no more. Deptford, they've na- there's now a Costa. Is there? I was like, that's it, that's it, that's guys, it's, it's over. over. Where else can we go apart from the corners of the earth? <laughs> <laughs> you bastards. They'll fucking put a Starbucks right there. <laughs> So, okay, your parents, did they influence you? Um, no, de- most definitely. I mean, my parents always took me out. Like, my dad did events anyway. Oh, did so he? he took me uh-huh. to loads of different... He had something called Singer's Paradise. Singer's Paradise? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you remember a group called Emanate? No. How old are you? Maybe you're too young. No, no. I'm, no, we're the I'm same age. Yeah. yeah, Emanate, like old school black group. Anyway, so they originated from there and some other people as well. And so I used to go to events and I used to help my dad like backstage. Nice. And stuff like, oh, here's the microphone. So he always taught me like how to wind wires. And even at primary school, we had a head teacher, which is mad. He actually siphoned off a lot of money from school. Right. Um, and because he was interested in music and did a massive studio and everything in the actual school. But we all learned how to do like um, stage setup, etc. So how to do mics, how to do backline, everything. Jeez. And my mum always took me to exhibitions and lots of arty party things. So I was always. Was she know, an artist? 
Uh, yeah, it's always quite cultured in that respect. Okay, gotcha. So yeah, I guess always in the creative industry, you don't really realise until you're older, you look back and like, oh yeah, that that, that kind of helped me on this this journey. Yeah, 100%. That Mm. apple doesn't fall too far from the tree. Indeed. So what was this law thing, your lawyer thing, how did that come about? I have no idea, that was years ago. Probably, I think I'm good in an argument in terms of talking, and I thought that that was enough. (laughs) <laughs> then I realised I think how much I had to read and I was like, yeah, forget that. <laughs> okay, but I mean events management. Let's talk let's talk about the rungs and how you actually get into that, if you mm-hmm. don't mind, because that is your profession. So um, there's different avenues and uh, you know, there's always that discussion is is it, you know, hands on experience and then working your way through mm. or up or, you know, going to university and, you know, taking that route. And uh, I don't know, it's a difficult it's, one because yeah. I think Ten years ago, well, I did my degree, oh my God, I started 11 years ago, so in 2006. Right, I know, I, yeah, we get old. <laughs> <laughs> um, and at the time, it was very popular. Like now, I don't think as much, maybe, you know, went for a little fake, everyone was like, oh my God, event management. Right. Um, and it was very popular, but equally so, I met a load of people who never went to university and kind of took the route that way. Right. I was lucky because I had work in the event industry. And also did whilst university. they're in the university, so maybe so I had the two that complemented each other. Right, interesting because, mm. but it doesn't really matter then if you have a degree in it or not. I think it helps. I think degrees help anyway in terms of just you know having a certain level of education, you know that you can learn and you can deliver at a certain level as well. Honestly, in terms of it, when I employ staff, it helps because it's nice to know. But I don't think you know. Definitely in this industry, it's it's who you know, it's not what you know. So I think if right. you know the right people. You know, the same doors will be opened equally. I agree with you on that, 100%. Mm. Do you remember your first client? I do. Right. That's so weird. I had a conversation about him yesterday with a friend of mine. Did you? He um, hit us. Well, well, how's the story? How did that happen? I'll tell you. So I was yeah. queuing up to hand in my uh, coursework, or whatever you do yeah. at the university, <laughs> and the guy was in the queue. So at this time, I was working part-time for an organisation happening called Rising Tide. Rising Tide? Yeah, okay. so I did some work with them. What, um, what did they do? Just event management. So I was doing, they were doing shows and loads of gigs and stuff. Ah, gotcha. So when I first started working with like your tiny temper and ironic at those times, so like really big names at the time. Dang. Anyway, so this guy was in front of me and I'm like, you know, because he's on the phone by him talking. <laughs> so he's talking and he's like, oh, he's She's doing. Yeah, no, but do you know what? This is what, let's, we're going to talk about the first instance, then we're going to talk about the last instance. Okay. And all about not being inner, but just being. You know, certain situations you're put in positions for a reason. Right. And I don't know if you've read the Celestine Prophecy. I have Celestine Prophecy by James Redfield. Is yes. that right? Yeah. Changed my life. Okay. The person that gave it to me is an idiot, but the book honestly changed my life. Yeah. And I give it to everyone. Anyway, so I met this guy. So he's talking, talking. He's basically saying, oh, he's got something happening, an event which was across the road from where I was working ah. in Hackney. So I was like, what is he doing? Like, this is, I want to be, I want to know what this guy's up to. So I said, you know, tap on the search. Whilst you was on the phone, you tapped on the show. No, when he's finished, obviously, you're not like, hey, 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 come off the phone. When he finished the conversation, oh, I just tapped him on the shoulder and I'm like, you know, sorry to disturb. I didn't mean to eardrop, but what you're doing is opposite what I'm doing. You know, what is it? Tell me more. Turns out this guy was the executive producer or whatever of Dub Plate Drama. Tell us. What is that? Oh my God, Dub Plate Drama, it was like a... A TV show, I'm sure it was on Channel 4 or something, or AK or Channel AK or whatever it was. Yeah, I don't And think. it was basically with like all the um, urban MCs and UK artists, and you could basically choose an ending to a story every week. See? And so it would change. And so it was quite popular at the time. 
And so when he told me, I was like, oh my God, wow. So it turned out he was doing auditions. He actually gave me my first gig and I'm sure I got paid a grand and I did, did one day's work. It was nothing. So I was like, oh my God, a grand, a thousand pounds. This is amazing. <laughs> um, and we did a, some dance event on the roof of... Um, so he was looking for people? No, no, no. He, he, just he was just doing an audition. Right. He was auditioning people to come and act for the next... Oh, I think they were looking to do a theatre production of dub plate drama. Right. And so we just got talking. I was like, oh, I do events. He's like, oh, actually, I have an event coming up that I need support How with. How um, 20... Because it's a uni, one right? So. Yeah, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So you're an adult here. You didn't fear anyone in that I sense. Like that I don't like that word, okay. adult. adult. No, I just literally took it on. And so did this event on the roof of... Um, Oh my God, South Bank Centre. Oh wow. And it was actually a massive event. And it was like, oh my God, this is pretty good. So, you know, just taking that leap of faith was amazing. And then fast forward to now, in terms of what I was saying before, I was in Johannesburg, randomly right. saw a producer called Nana Corbena, who produces for Jadena. So he produced Jadena's whole last album. Oh wow. So I actually followed him, him on Instagram and I saw he was in South Africa and I posted on his page like an hour before saying to my friends, like, ah, oh, guys, where is this? He went bungee jumping, like, guys, where is this? I want to go. And I was like, yeah, he walks into the hotel. And, it, no way. and even the chance that I'm in that hotel, I was on a plane, and right. a friend of mine, Eddie Caddy, he was on the plane as well. We both get off the plane, look at each other like, were you on that fucking flight? Were you on, what the heck are you doing? What are you doing in South Africa? Right. So he just happened to say, look, come to my hotel, let's hang out. So he was there with a few other people. And the guy just literally walks into the hotel, and I was like, I just posted on his Instagram, an hour ago, this is very surreal. Right. And so I was what like, do what do, do I do? Yeah. What do I do? So I was literally texting one of my friends, like, he's just walked in, like, I don't know if I have the confidence to go speak to him. Really? Someone next to me said, I don't have the confidence to speak to people that I don't know. As soon as I heard that, and it tied into what I was typing, I was like, right, let's go, I'll find him. And I walked up to him, started talking to him. He was just like, yeah, he, the guy was so cool. Like, so, so mellow. So really? You know, like yeah, one of those, oh, hi, I follow you on Instagram. Is that how you started? No, no, no. No, but not in a, like a creepy way, but it was always, you know, knowing that I had to give that line, it's like, well, how do I open this conversation? Yeah. Guy was cool. Looks like we might be doing some work together in terms of I'm trying to get him on a gig that I'm doing over in London. And his manager and I have just like hit off and she's invited me to LA. I booked my flight today. Look at you. And so I'm just God. like, but it's all just because, you know, taking that, taking that risk and just, and they've got an event in LA at the end of the year. I'm pitching myself to do it. Who knows? I could be yeah. doing an event in LA. But let's not be around the bush. You're also very good at your job. I would like to think so, yes. Well, you have to be, surely, in order for you to continuously get work. Do you know what? Sometimes I, th I don't think I'm good at my job. Okay. When I don't get work. So, you know, like, if you have a quiet period, yeah, I, I'm like, am I even good at events? That's you know, interesting. Like, questioning myself, like, do I know how to do a Gantt chart and a risk assessment? Am I good at this? And then you get the event and you're like, yeah, man, I'm hot fire! <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's think about, so how, what is, what are the markers for someone who is good at an event and someone who isn't? So anyone who's listening is probably, like, thinking, okay. Ooh. These are what I need to make sure I'm shit hot at to be a good event organiser and manager. Mm. And maybe these are the things that if I'm this sort of person as a character, maybe I really, sh events isn't for me. Do you know what? I think there are enough events in the world happening right. that there are enough event managers to kind of make up and to deliver on. Like, honestly, for me, business and, you know, most of my business has been through word of mouth. So, and I say to even my students, I tell them, like, I'm never afraid to kind of put you in contact with people that I know because people will buy into you because of you yeah. equally and they buy into me because of me. So I think, number one, you definitely have to be organised. 
that kind of helps. Okay. <laughs> you know, you're kind of organizing like, it. What, like kind spreadsheet kind of organized? I'm very paper heavy okay. um, to a degree. Like I like making things look pretty and doing all a real paper. Like I hate risk assessments and I hate Gantt charts. What are those? What is a oh, Gantt chart? No, it's just, it's just um, how to plan. So essentially you put all the things that you need to do over a period of time. So if your event's in six weeks, you do it over six weeks. Right. Work backwards from the date and then you essentially can see where you're at weekly. It's right. a very long process in terms of putting one together. But it's essential. But it's essential. Yeah. You're looking around, weren't you? you yeah, because I need to find the Gantt, the, the, the Gantt chart for the group that I was teaching the other day. Like, shit, where did they put it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so definitely has to be organised. definitely helps. I mean, I've come up with my own formats and different things that work for me in terms of paperwork. Um, but apart from that, it's you, your personality is what's yeah. going to take it. Can through. you be an introvert and be a good events manager? I'm trying to think, like, I have a lot of friends who are event managers, but they're all quite extrovert. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, without shadow of doubt, I'm sure my listeners can agree, even just listening to you, you are very bubbly and you're mm. very... The energy, guys, I mean, you don't have the privilege, but if you were sitting opposite me right now, or rather with me, <laughs> you'll see Nadu's like, she's, she's about that. Um, <laughs> and you also, you probably also noticed she was name-dropping bare famous people as well. Who? You know, Eddie Caddy, no, I just booked my tickets, I know Jadena, I know this. I, know, that, I yeah. don't know Jadena, okay, well, I did not say I know Jadena. Yeah, um, yes. Well enough. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you'll bring it to fruition. No, I'm teasing, but the um, point is, it almost seems like to be a great events manager, you definitely need to be of a bubbly personality. I don't know, I wouldn't want to like, you know, segregate people who aren't because I think, you know, everyone's own personality definitely has attributes into the, you know, the roles that they do in their jobs. I mean, if you can, you know, you can be introvert and as long as you can, you know, network with people and get on with things, I think as long as you push yourself just a little bit, you know, then I don't see why not. But I think it definitely helps mm. having you know, something for some people to kind of bounce off of and kind of be energised. Because for me, like, when anyone who's ever worked with me, they'll tell me, like, we can be in the most stressful situations. I'm there cracking jokes. Mm. Because, number one, events are hard as it is. Like, no one wants to be under, you know, even more immense stress on the day, especially. Yeah. I always try to go above and beyond in terms of, you know, making people feel comfortable and, you know, shit always goes wrong. Yeah. Day. Let's talk about those, those challenges. Mm. And specifically, do you think you have more challenges because of your race and gender? Oh, yes. Do you have any stories that you can sort of Do you know what? It's weird. Because I think when I, when I do events in Nigeria, although I am black going back to Africa and doing events, people don't look at me as black. So it's like, oh, great, I've just jumped into yeah. another situation that yeah. doesn't work for me um, as a benefit. Um, no, the events industry in the UK, predominantly white. Right. Like 100%. I remember one of the first events I did... Um, I volunteered at was Lucian People's Day, um, which, you know, an outdoor festival, quite nice and chilled. And um, we had three months to hand in an application, which was just a double-sided piece of paper, um, which was just your name and then what role you wanted to do. And I handed mine in three months before anyone else. Right. And then I got one of the best positions, worked there, and someone actually saw me and recommended, and I did some work on Thames Festival. Amazing. When I was at Thames Festival, I had the privilege of being in the production office and working. I was the only black person there. And it was, it was at that point I was like, okay. But I also knew that for me to be here as the only black person, I'm doing a very good job. Yeah. Um, which was really, really hard to see, and I'm sure it's not like that at all anymore. But definitely the higher up you go, 
the less black. The less melanin. Yes, no. <laughs> but was your voice being heard? Were you? Were no, you definitely. Being respect? No. Absolutely. No, I was. You was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's almost because there's so few of us. Does it almost seem like there's an advantage being, I guess, for lack of a better word, a token? I don't because think so. I don't no. think there's an advantage because I think a lot of there's a lot of stigma around, <laughs> let's say, like black event organizers or black events yeah. period because even when I tell people I'm an event manager they're like oh what raves do you do bro I don't do raves innit? Yeah. Like, I didn't say I do raves um, and when I tell people look Royal Albert Hall even start programming the O2 Arena Hey it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith co-star of my upcoming film If only in theaters May 17th Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Uh, you know, Somerset House done the Laforette in Japan in terms of these nice. massive exhibitions. But, like, people were like, oh, okay, you actually, like, Lagos Marathon, you know, oh, okay, you do events. Yes. Mm. You know, when there are not a lot of, you know, black event managers that I, you know, that I know, and a lot of people that I do know, they will work with me. Right. And so a lot of friends who I have with event managers, I try to work on their projects and they work on mine. So it's like... You just share and yeah, you lift that, and raise that time. Elevate, elevate. I love that. So let me uh, throw a little slide shade. What's this about, you know, black people and tardiness? Colour people time, like... <coughs> I didn't say anything that? about black people I've never time. Said, I've never said you did. Are you saying that because I was uh, late today? I'm just saying, like, you know, you're half an hour late. All I'm saying is, you know, brother's got... Okay, um, so let's just make something yeah. very clear. Oh, Every- wait, wait, wait. <laughs> What's up? A mouse! Oh my fucking God. <laughs> I knew I saw one in here the other day. Did you see it? No. <laughs> it's like behind there. Anyway, we digress. <laughs> no, you should keep that. I should actually. Should have so, to everyone that's listening, let's make something very clear. Right. Yes, I may have been half an hour late. However, oh, okay. Yeah, because you know where I'm going with this. <laughs> no, you so we were originally supposed to do this interview in 2015. Wow. 2015. That was two years ago. So you want to talk about shade? I got night for you. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Nadu. Jesus. Uh, actually, in fairness, Nadu is um, one of very good friends of Nastasha, which guys you most likely will know as the cake lady, the, the indulgent, indulgent sugar, sugar plum. plum. 
She was my very first ever episode. Mm -hmm. I was supposed to be number two. Now oh, I'm apparently wow. number 37. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, let's go back to this. Jeez, you're derailing this combo. Um, no, I'm joking. So I do want to actually talk about you just personally and being a black lady killing it in a predominantly white industry. Mm. Are there any stories that you can almost share with us about you being made to feel your race, your gender, like... Does that make sense? Because there's a bit where you said something about you felt black when you went to Norwich. <laughs> Tell me more about that story. Well, no, that's nothing to do with events. Oh, is that's that nothing just, to do with events? No, it's just like being six years old going to Norwich. Like, obviously, that's in like 1991. There were no black people in Norwich. Right. So it was like, okay, standing out of the sun. I was kind of used to it. Um, but in terms of work, I think it's I'm just... I'm just wondering how you navigate that space. I don't even know anymore. Like, Do you shut it down? Now, like... it's not even relevant because I feel, and I've got so I've got so far to go, but I feel like I've come so far already. Yeah, for sure. Like, but it's irrelevant to me. I know I'm good at what I do. I know what I deliver is of like a very high standard. So none of that even, it doesn't even come into play. Going into meetings and those things anymore doesn't mean anything. But in the beginning, like definitely more so, even afraid to you know speak out and have certain conversations, just the fear that you know my opinion would be judged. Mm. I might might say the wrong thing, and I'd make myself look stupid, and also the company I'm with, and then you know holding that in, and then someone else would have that courage and say the actual question, and then I'm sitting there like, oh great, no one's going to ask that. Yeah, right. You know, it took time to kind of build up past that and realize actually you do know what you're talking about. You know, and all your opinions and everything is valid, and you know, just go out there and do it. What's not going to happen? Someone will be like, no, that's not right. No, and no. you just move on. I think that's a great piece of advice. So, people shouldn't bite their tongue in fear of potentially. I guess there's, there's a, the, the reason they do it is job security. Maybe. They fear that. Maybe. I've, known they, I've had one job in my life. <laughs> yeah, but, you, but you're working, you're continuously working. Um, because I, I, I dropped out of college. Okay, you know, so I was in college for three months and then I was like, nah, I'm not about this life. Oh, really? So I went and got a job. J-O-B, okay. you with me. <laughs> Bullshit. So I basically got a job. One of my friends said it, it means it means just over broke. And I've always thought about that, like, ah, That's oh, funny. Man. Just over broke. <laughs> That's how you feel as well. I feel like that now. Um, and funny. so, yeah, then I went back. And then I had my daughter and I was like, okay, I'm responsible for another human being. I should probably get an education. Right, gotcha. Went back, did an access course, then went to university. So in that interim time, so probably from the age of 18 right up to age 21, I um, just volunteered loads of places, like as many as possible. Right. Like my dad had a few contacts, like his friends put me in touch with people and then kind of went from there. So by the time I started uni, I think in my final year, I got a phone call, um, the company that I volunteered for. Headhunter and me were like, look, we've got a job for you if you want to come back. I was like, oh my gosh, perfect. Yeah, amazing. And you've um, been back ever since. And yeah, and literally it's just been word of mouth since then. Amazing. So, I wanted to ask you more about your company and how you started. Because there's a bit of a story behind that, right? You started off with someone and then... I've started off with many people. Yeah. Um, so Are you hating me a little bit, Adi? Not at all. Okay, I'm just like, cool. okay, so you're throwing the things that I spoke to you about in confidence oh, back into this public forum. It's okay. I'm happy to discuss. It's part of my life and part of my journey. Shade. Um, so I initially went into business with a friend of mine from university, um, and that didn't work out. I think it got to a stage. I, I felt like I was doing a lot more in terms of the contacts of mine. I was doing a lot more work. 
know, I know what my weaknesses are, which is like the back end admin stuff. Um, and I need to support that. And this was what this other girl was doing. And she was like, no, I got down to it. I think we had 200 pounds in the company bank account. And she was like, um, yeah. So the company was like 50-50 split? No, it or... wasn't. Oh. So there were three of us, then the third dropped out. And then that's the conversation we were now having. Right. So we're like, well, how, now how do we split it? So I was an original member with a friend of mine. She left. No, this other girl joined, so there were three of us. Then my other friend left, so there was just a two. Right. So then she was like, oh, yeah, so 50-50. But I was kind of like, well, no. Because number one, I'm the founder. Right. Number two, it's kind of like my contacts, everything that's putting on through business. And, you know, I, and I was like 51, 49. She was like, no. And at that point, I was like, cool. Because 50% of nothing yeah. is nothing. Yeah, so I'm like, sure. cool, it paid for nothing. Yeah. And literally left it like that. Um, and then I had another friend I went into business with and she just went psycho, stole laptop from my house. Um, called the police, told them I stole all the equipment from the office, called the banks, told them I stole all the money from the bank. I was just Jeez. like, and literally changed the shares on the company and like removed me as a director, then realized the company owed money, so added me back as a director. <laughs> I was like, okay, I, I, I don't think you're well, but okay, this is what you want to do. Jeez. Uh, yeah, and it got to a friend, my friend was like, do you want to retaliate? And I was, he was like, look, can you run the business without her? And I was like, well, yeah, it's all about me. Like people, like I said, people buy into you. Right. And so I just walked away. Did you have debt? Yeah, I mean, a few things. Right. So I think we owed some pen providers, got their pens, they're probably pens all over London in some of these pens that we ordered. So it was like <laughs> pens and like a few other things. It wasn't even a lot of money. Was this for your company or was it more for an event you were doing? No, it was for the company. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I paid 50% of all my shit and kept it moving. Right, gotcha. And then she filed for bankruptcy. Right, look at that. Oh, guys, if you can actually see the news <laughs> No, it's a good way to get out of debt, do you know what I mean? Wish I thought of that. <laughs> She's a smart cookie. <laughs> oh, have you been in debt? Like, apart from obviously the stuff that just happened, but it's post that. Oh, babe, I owe my university loan. They're never getting that, ever. <laughs> That's 30 grand that the government will never see from me, ever. Wow, the dude's fire. Right, no, education should be free. I don't understand. I'm sure there are countries in Europe. Yeah, there are. Like Scandinavian countries there you specifically. Go. Yeah. Why, why, you know, we're supposed to be giving back to this country. Why not? So I'm going to take my money elsewhere, isn't it? I'm going to Nigeria and make some money there. Okay, so this is this expression where it goes, a wise person learns from the mistakes of others. So I'm just curious to know whether or not you can make my audience and myself wise in trying to avoid, I guess, the hardships that you've gone through thus far. Does that make any Just sense? Listen to your intuition. You, like, honestly... You say that, don't you? Gut, your gut reaction to things. It counts for so much. I think I've, I personally think we, we do not listen to ourselves enough. Right. And just like, the thing is, you may not even realise, you know, like there's a niggling voice. Like, even today, I went to leave the house and I turned around and was like, ah, oh, my jacket. Like, oh, I should bring a jacket because yeah. this weather is a bit sporadic. We don't know what's going to happen. And then I, another voice said to that voice, no, you're driving, so it's okay. Right. And it's that second voice, which is the one that makes excuses for things. That, like, you don't realise because you're always having conversations with yourself. Right. But that you don't realise that actually you need to listen to the first voice. Because I then got in the car, went to take my journey... And then I realized that there was too much traffic, so I had to jump on the train. So now I'm jumping on the train without no coat. <laughs> and if I just listen to my voice, and, and you know, that's, that's small instances. Yeah, no, I hate like Very, very basic things that you do every day subconsciously. Like, oh, I'm going to get up and go to the gym. Oh, but I can lie in a little bit longer. Okay, cool. You've already started. Like, it's, 
you know, so you never second guess yourself. Absolutely. Interesting. And like, you're always going to make mistakes in business. You know, I've had several businesses and made several mistakes, but yeah. you just learn and you grow from them. You know, I think what's that feeling you can hear, but those who cannot hear must feel. So even if I'm telling mm. people an advice based on my own experience, you know, people will be like, okay, well, cool, that was her. That yeah, may for not sure. work for me. You have to go through that yourself to, you know, figure out the best way for you. No, 100%. I mean, you can always know the theory, but you need to experience it through bodily experience. Absolutely. Like, fire is hot, right? We know that in theory. <laughs> you better teach your body again. Boy, do you know it's hot. Exactly. Um, no, I'm totally with you. Okay, now do better. Can I give you the full range? Because you do teach this. This is another one of your money-making, like arms or services yes so is there anything that we haven't really spoken about that people ought to know if they do want to almost emulate your success or just go into events management field um i think with events management you definitely have to um look within your networks in terms of if you want to start something up for yourself definitely start doing events for people around you and then kind of build from there and again, this is just something from my own experience. Of course. Um, and then, yeah, just go out and get as much experience as you can outside. Because then those experiences, those conversations will hopefully turn into future business, networks being built, connections being built. Because, you know, they say seven degrees of separation. Yeah. I don't know what year they said that in. Like, right now, I feel it's at least two. Yeah, because especially technology. Abso- no, absolutely. Even one in some cases. And so I think, you know, Knowing the advances we have and the opportunities that are potentially out there, it can all just happen just from, you know, coincidence, conversation and opportunity. Okay, so walk me through this, because you're talking about networking, but how do you network and how do you network well? Because the plethora of networking events, where it's just people giving business cards and not really caring. (laughs) Do you know what's so so funny? I hate networking events. Right, yeah. I'm actually going to one next week. I don't enjoy putting myself in that scenario because I feel like it's a bit fake yeah it's contrived yeah like how do I go and approach someone like oh hi I'm the dude what do you do like I don't care in it <laughs> no but honestly because for me it's all about energy and like you walk into a room like if I go to a networking event I'll walk into a room and I will look at someone who looks interesting right okay and then that, that will naturally be okay like, I want to talk to them based on that reason but I don't like that people just randomly go up to you and like Hi. So give me your approach. So you find I, someone I who's interested. I don't. I don't. I literally just stand in the corner. I hate it. Really? I feel so nervous. Like I spoke at one. I went with Stasher actually. I took her. What was the event? It was at um, Institute of Directors. IOD. Oh, the IOD. It was at the yeah. IOD. And we sat down there and I had to do a little pitch about myself. And I'm quite gregarious and like outgoing and very graphic in terms of my delivery. So it was fine. Sorry. Um, it was my bracelet, it was my bracelet. Um, <laughs> You've been jingling all over the place. It's going to be a nightmare post. Cheers, yeah. Um, yeah, it was, just, it was just uncomfortable. It was really How come you have to do a pitch? No, I, just, I opted to. Ah, I see. Because I wanted to push myself out of my... And then I was just horrible. Because I talk very fast. Right. I talk very fast. Okay. Unconsciously, I need to not. So there's no real tips in being able to know how to network better? and how you continue a relationship that might not necessarily be instantly fruitful? Oh, I think if it's not instantly fruitful, then... Cut it. N- not cut it, but just be aware. <laughs> okay. Because you can't really force things. Yeah. Like, I've, 
No, not anymore. But I've probably met clients in the past and like you go to have a conversation and you just don't click. Mm. You got to think, okay, if I'm going to be doing business with this person, how will that work? And it won't. Okay. Um, so you just got to find the best way to kind of deal with it. Honestly, networking, millions of business cards. But just, I think definitely throw yourself out there because you never know. And I do talk to people just because I feel uncomfortable by it and I don't like it. It doesn't mean I don't do it like I do because mm, I know the value of it. Yeah, 100%. Oh, look at that. Um, <laughs> so yeah, absolutely. So we'll see what comes of next week. But then you also have to think, like, depending on when you go and depending on the type of people that are in attendance, are these actually people that are going to bring you business? But often, because I started working in the music industry, I know a lot of people within the music industry, so now I don't need to go to certain events. So it's the same people, yeah. the same thing. Like, there was even an event the other day, and I was like, okay, do I really want to go to this event? No. Uh, the target audience that are there, are they likely to buy my product? Like, are they likely to buy my service, I should say? And I ascertained, no, I could have been completely wrong because that's happened to me before. I didn't want to go to an event and I went and had two opportunities of business. Right. I don't think that actually turned that into anything. But again, it's just, you know, expanding your network. And I definitely think it's important to do so because there are so many different jobs out there, like so many different industries, so many different things that you are unaware of. Right. Like just by having a conversation with someone, you'll be like, oh, I didn't know what that was. Oh, oh, you do this. Oh, okay. So interesting. So what I'm actually almost extracting from what you're saying is, First and foremost, like actually know which events will be worth your time. Mm-hmm. How do you how do you ascertain that? Word of mouth. So if someone's attended them before, before right. that's okay. a very good way to find out. Um, look at previous events that they've done. You know, and see. You could you could go there and be wrong, but better to take the risk and go. You know, I remember when I when I first started doing events. I guess you could say I was a bit of an event whore. Like I was at every bloody event. <laughs> You know, just for the pure fact that I wanted to build my contact. Yeah, 100%. But then as you kind of refine them, you just realise it's expensive in terms of not just going to the events, but also maintaining those relationships. Mm. You know, because it's like, oh yeah, let's meet up for a coffee, and then a lunch, and then a dinner, and then a, and you're just like, oh my God, I spent a whole day eating out. And then, then that becomes the norm. Yeah. Which is my life now. I'm saying this, I'm just having this realisation, like, oh my God, I eat out too much. <laughs> 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 okay then two quick fire questions I'm ready nice light hearted because we've gone in deep and you have given us a world of wisdom and gems hopefully some stuff that people can actually action probably not go well what do you mean probably not all <laughs> <laughs> <I'm tight. laughs> you're the worst I don't think I've ever had a, such a disruptive guest in my entire show good yeah, it means it's going to be a different show <laughs> clearly good <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, no, true. but real talk. Actually, now that you've got me thinking, I'm not going to ask these quick fire ones. Why? Yeah. I want to know the quick fire well, ones. I want to know, is there anything that my audience can actually action? One bit of advice you can get them to do mm-hmm. after listening to you or us. Can you be more specific? Please? Yeah, towards event management. What, any resources? What are the trade Just drop me an email. Drop, I'll let you know. Drop that, honestly, email. I'm so open to just supporting people, especially people of colour. Oh, look at that. Boom. This That's why you're on Black Ticulate. Yay. Black excellence. Yay. We already know. Let's Yay. raise that tide. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> okay, so light five questions. Okay. What would you spend your last five pounds on in this current climate? I would buy a Euro Millions ticket and three bags of popcorn. One for honey. That's my daughter. Yeah. One for me. No. <laughs> I love candy floss. Well, first of all, it's like Euro Millions, isn't it? Like what, £2.50? No, £2. Nah, I think it's gone up. 
What? I think it has. Honestly, because I've played when there was like, um, oh there's a hundred... I'll write two bags of... Popcorn. Two bags of candy floss and then I'll put 50p in savings. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. I love that. So, I've given you a TED Talks platform, right? But it can't be within your profession of events management. What are you teaching or what are you speaking about? I'm trying to think of the wording for it. Oh, okay. Um, I think it would... No. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like, what can I talk about? Just life, babes. Just life. Just life. <laughs> the life of Nadu. Honestly. No, do you know what? Innovation. So many, so many things happen in my life that people just think is so surreal. Like, they're like, no, Nadu, you need a TV show. Because honestly, the things that happen, like, you're just like, how did that happen to you? Like, and just give me an example. No, just random things that happen. Like, not tease us like that. No, just like random things that happen in terms of business. Just like I met that guy in Johannesburg, and then on from here, and then on from here. Yes. And just like random things like that. Like I've had fallouts with best friends. Like, like how does someone come into your house and steal your laptop? Like I don't understand. Like you were friends for twenty years. Like your parents are best friends. Your kids are best friends. Like how does that happen? Just like very random things, but they're also very hilarious. But what are the lessons within that that you could teach? So That's what TED Talks is about. <laughs> so so you know, and I always have okay. to revert back to like everything that just rolls around that book, which just feels weird because I'm not suicide prophecy. Yeah, yeah, like so many things just about in... because it was all about him choosing the options that give him the most pleasure and beauty, right? Mm. And then he was vibrating at a higher frequency at the end. Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there are several books. Yeah, there is. Um, <clears throat> I don't think the others. Okay, so the last but not least, I'm actually what I ask you. Because this is Black Articulate, which is Black Action Articulate. What is probably one of the worst words or most hated word in the English language for you? Moist. Why? I don't know. It just, I just don't like that word. Okay. <laughs> and before I ask you how we can find you and how we can show you some love and whatnot, how would you like to be remembered? How would I like to be remembered? Yeah. In terms of when I leave this place? Yeah, when you... When I dare say you're six feet under, when or... I depart, no, I'm not going to be buried. Oh my god, I'm really cremated. cremated yeah. Oh gosh, who wants to waste money and put me on the ground? Um, <laughs> <laughs> a character, like honestly, someone who, essentially, very gregarious and very empathetic and just cared and loved lots, loved just lots of love. Yeah, no, I can. I don't have any doubt those who know you feel that way now. Yay! So how can we find you and when we do, what is it that you'd like from us? Um, can we help you out with anything? Do you want, is there any promotion you want to no, put out there? No, there's not. Like, okay. Any big events in Slashley yet? Cool, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> no, but honestly, like, I'm very open to you know, giving words of wisdom to other people or support and like connecting people. Like, I always like to think of myself as the person that connects dots. Like, okay, you've got a problem. I may have someone who has a solution and then can just connect people likewise. So yeah, drop an email or Instagram, um, which is at N4DUP. And my email at is... N4 yes. D UP. U-P. Isn't the number for N4DUP. Okay. Um, that's your Instagram. That's my Instagram. Okay. Twitter. LinkedIn. Same thing. Instagram. Oh. Twitter's the same. In, uh, LinkedIn, Nadu Plaka, not Lawson Akplaka. Um, <laughs> Guys, I'll throw that in the show notes on how you can get in touch for sure. And yeah, that's it. If you like me, 079. 
That you've been amazing. You literally been amazing. So I can't thank you enough for sharing some wisdom. If guys, as always, if there's anything that I didn't actually ask to do, and you're like, ah, Ada, you're slipping. You know, please let me know because what we can do possibly is get her back for round twos. Yay! That'd be nice. Yeah. I promise not to talk so much. No, we want you to talk as much as you can. (laughs) We might actually have to go to her. She'll be in Nigeria or LA or Japan. She'll just be killing it. (laughs) So uh, watch this space. But once again, guys, thanks for listening. And do stay tuned for another episode of Black Ticulate. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) That was fun. Yeah. Hey, guys. How did you find the episode? I hope it was useful. Um, We're always trying to make this as useful as possible to you. So if you do what it is our guest did and there were things that we didn't cover or the things that we didn't talk about, then please get in touch. And secondly, if you are able to teach us what it is you do as a profession, then also get in touch because we would love to feature you on Black Ticulate. And you can do that via our social media accounts or even our email which is contact at blackticulate.com. We appreciate your support as always, and we'll see you on the next episode of Black Ticulate. Have a great day. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.